Chris Exusion, our PGA Insider. The sticks are in the air. At Chris E. Bomb is where you can find him on socials. And, of course, over at OTT Matchups where he puts out all his plays. Chris, I don't mean to skip over the Valero Texas Open as we got some pretty good names. But, man, I I just hear the birds in the background, man. I can't wait for the Masters next week. No, absolutely. I don't blame you. This is like a little appetizer to get to the Masters. You hear Jim Nance's voice in the back. It's it's an amazing thing. It's going to be an awesome event, and it's so amazing to get it twice in one season. So uh, double the fun, that's for sure. No doubt. And I just want to let the people know, next Friday, Chris will be in studio with me. Chris Exusian right here, PGA Insider, will be in studio with me for second round, depending on the weather, hopefully that everything holds out, the second round of the Masters, and here's the best part, Chris, specialty is, is matchup plays and really diagnosing after the first round, so it's going to be a perfect time to get Chris in studio, where we're all talking about all things Masters, we're wearing green, uh, what, what do they have, the, uh, the, the cheese sandwiches. I'll get some cheese sandwiches in studio. What do they have? Lemonade? I don't even know what they drink down there. I just know it's cheap. We'll get it all in studio. I promise you that, Chris. Alright, fantastic. I, I like it. We're going to have a good spread. My man. Great stuff as usual. Alright, Chris. Let's keep it moving. Let's talk about the Valero Texas Open. First of all, what can you tell us about the course? Well, it's at TPC San Antonio uh, Oaks course. Uh, par 72. 7,435 yards. It's Greg Norman design, but actually... He had some help with Sergio Garcia on it, which is kind of different. So a little different twist on it. Uh, the big thing about this is there's big bunkers, and they're all over the place. So you hit them, you're going to be in them for the most part. So scrambling is going to be big here, I believe, for the most part. And there should be some good gusts of winds going on early in the tournament from what I heard uh, weather-wise. It, it seems like it might die down later on in the afternoon tea times, but wind could definitely pick up here. It's something to watch out for. So strokes gained, ball striking, par five gain, driving distance will be pretty important here because this course is a little bit longer than the tour average. And strokes gained around the green will be important because uh, the GIRs, the greens and regulations, they're uh, one of the toughest on the PGA Tour along with the Riviera and Harbor Town, uh, only hitting 57%. So uh, the around the green game is going to be big because the – the greens themselves are undulated, so they're the, you know the up and down hills of the green. So they're going to be rolling off a lot. So you're going to have to be able to chip your way around there. All right. So DJ withdrew from the competition. Jordan Spieth is now the top dog in the field, which is great. Love to see that. Also a Texas native, something to keep in mind there. Previous winners, Corey Connors was 20 under back in 2019, finished to, to win over Charlie Hoffman. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Charlie Hoffman actually won in 2016. That's interesting. Ben Curtis is the name, Brendan Steele, uh, some decent names as far as previous winners are concerned. Um, so with this this tournament, obviously the first thing that goes to my mind is like, hey, as we discussed, Masters is next weekend. Do you think that maybe a golfer or two at the top of the leaderboard right now, odds on favorite, might be looking ahead so you might want to fade them? Is there a golfer that's falling into that window for you? Well, I, I think Tony Finau's going to fall in that part. I mean, it's a pretty easy golfer to jump on for that since he doesn't really win often. Uh, he's a guy that I like at top. I mean, you're only getting paid out 138 for it, but I think in this kind of lesser of a field, I think this will be a really good warm-up for him. I'm pretty bullish for him for the Masters. I, I put in the future form, uh, 33 to 1 to win the Masters. I believe he's down to 22 now, as of right now. So uh, I, I have a good feeling about Fina next week. I know it's kind of hard because he doesn't win much, but 
uh, coming off of that uh, when Tiger won that one year, uh, that should have been his Masters, and he he just blew it for the most part. So I think this is going to be a spot where they play well, but I don't think he'll win. All right, uh, let's fire up that DraftKings Sportsbook app and take a peek at what we have here for the Valero Texas Open. Chris Exution joining us here every Wednesday at 4 o'clock, breaking down all things PGA Tour. Of course, it gets started tomorrow. As you just pointed out, Tony Finau at the top. He's at 11-1. to Jordan Spieth, 12-1. to Scotty Scheffler is at 14-1. to Corey Connors, 18-1. to Previous winner, we like that. And Matsuyama finishing out the top five at 18-1. to We heard what you said about Finau, Spieth. Talk to me about Connors, Matsuyama, and Scheffler or any of those three golfers going to be uh, in the conversation come Sunday? I think Spieth will. Um, you know, Texas native, usually plays well in Texas, as he's shown before. And uh, he's just the top echelon of this field. I think this is going to be also another good segue for him going into the Masters as well. If I had to take his eye out of those guys personally, uh, I would take Jordan Spieth. All right. Um, let's keep it moving then. As far as a golfer or two that Chris Exusian believes will be in the conversation come Sunday, that's not in the top five. Where are you looking? Well, uh, I think I'm in the minority here from the from what I talked with with other people that are you know involved in the golf betting world and everything. I'm kind of bullish on Siwoo Kim. Uh, he's a name that we really haven't heard about much lately. He's won the players in the past. Uh, things I looked at him for that was he's first in the field in scrambling. He drives the ball over 300 yards. That's always good. He hits 60% of his fairways. He's fourth in the field in strokes game around the green. Uh, he makes a lot of birdies. Uh, he's had three first rounds here, and he ranks second in the field with strokes game total based on golfers playing at least three first rounds here. Uh, he's had a lot of success. Uh, just in general, uh, with with the ball striking, and I, I just feel like it's going to be a really good spot for him being in that lesser field and having won three three to four tournaments. Uh, this this will be a good spot for him at thirty five to one. I like that. All right. As far as a leader after one that you're peeking at right now, I love the leader after one. A lot of bang for your buck on DK Sportsbook. Where are you looking for a leader after one? Uh, I just talked about him. See you, Kim. I like him there at 40 to 1. He had a lot of success in the first rounds in this tournament. Uh, in his the last 11 first rounds as well, he's been in the positives eight of those uh, times, eight out of 11, which has been real good. Uh, speaking of the strokes game total, that takes in all uh, assets of the game. And uh, I like Ryan Moore, 80 to 1. He's had three first rounds, and he's had the seventh highest strokes game total in that field based on Greg Norman design courses. He hasn't played since the Honda, but he does hit about 70% of his fairways. And his strong suit is off the tee because of his accuracy off the tee. So I like him there at 80-1. to 1. He is playing that earlier tee time, so I don't know how the winds will affect him as much, but he's pretty accurate off the tee, so I don't think it will affect him too much. Uh, Charlie Hoffman, 40-1. Uh, to 1. He's the highest strokes game total golfer with four first rounds at this event. He's got a great track record here, bottom line. Uh, he's posted in his last three events, he's posted – Two strokes over the strokes game total, and that's and he's also had really good approach numbers, and his ball striking category has been really good as well. And Ben on it ninety to one. Uh, his best strokes game category is around the green, which I think is going to be important here because I think it's going to be hard to get those GIRs where you're going to be sticking the greens. Uh, he's coming off two back to back cuts. He, he he's looking to bounce back here. History has shown with him off of two or more consecutive cuts, he bounced back real well. He did this with the American Express finishing 8th and 12th with the WGC St. Jude Invitational. Uh, finishing strong at these tournaments, uh, he was put in those positions because of those really big first rounds. 
And he also puts well in Bermuda as well. He's ranked eighth in approach shots from 100 to 125 yards. And I bring that up because that's, that's the second highest percentage of approach shots that these golfers are typically going to see. And he's, and he's one of the better ones at this on the tour. So uh, for 90 to 1, I definitely feel like he's a, a good flyer there. Absolutely. Chris Exertion. You can find him at Chris E. Bomb. Chris E. Bomb on socials. Mandatory follow. Building up. That uh, following one follow at a time and crushing it right now, and especially at OTT matchups, mandatory follow on both. We'll come back to the matchups, but I'd like to pick your brain on top 20. Is there a golfer or two that we haven't discussed, or maybe if there is a golfer that you absolutely love? Like, if you think Kim, leader after one, possibly could get it done, should you be following up and say, you know, we got to take Kim in the top 20 as well here, or are there other golfers that uh, have your eye as far as top 20 is concerned? I didn't put him in my top 20. I'm pretty much swinging for the fences with him for nice. the most part. But, but uh, for the most part, I mean, I would probably play in the top 20 since I am taking him. It would kind of make sense at that point. Uh, I actually like him at top 10 for plus three and a half. See who can, so that's somewhere I'm looking at. But for top 20, uh, Ryan Palmer plus 125, Charlie Hoffman plus 175, and Brennan Steele two to one. Uh, Palmer is pretty much the upper echelon of this field. He's had great success here. Uh, and he's just been on fire for the most part. He has had two sixth-place finishes in the fourth. He drives the ball over 300 yards, very solid with his approach shots, and he's top 20 in the scrambling in the field. And he's been in the top 20 in the last two events, so I think, I think that's a really good number there. Charlie Hoffman, uh, great course history here, been excellent ball striking. Uh, you know, a lot of people are going to – he's going to be a pretty popular golfer this week, I feel. And I think at top 20, I think that's the safer play. Uh, he's had a win here, and he's got a second place last year, as you brought up. And he's also had two, uh, three top 20s in his last five events, so that's a pretty good track record for him as well. And Brendan Steele, really good off the tee, driving the ball over 300 yards with 63% fairway hits, and he's fourth in the field scrambling as well. He's had two top 20s. He's coming off the third at the Honda Classic, and he's been in really good form. So those are the three guys I'm looking at for top 20. Excellent. All right, uh, let's keep it moving here, Chris Exusian. Talk to me about a matchup that you're eyeing up, a possible golfer that you're going to say, okay, this is a guy that I'm looking at for some matchups at OTT matchups. I like what I'm seeing this number. I'm firing. Yeah, I have one matchup I like for the tournament in general. It's Chris Kirk, minus 103 versus Lanto Griffin. Uh, Lanto's only played here once, and he finished 58th here. His scrambling, his fairway hit percentages, which I've been talking about these golfers I like, they're absolutely terrible for him. His recent approach shots, ball striking around the green game has been terrible of late. And the only thing that's really been saving him has been his putting. And I, I don't really like to rely on a golfer when it comes to putting. But I really like Chris Kirk here. He's had great success here. He's had three finishes in the top 13 in his last four times playing here. He, his strong shoot suit is uh, strokes getting around the green. In his last four events, he finished in the top 25 in three of those events. And he's top 10 in the field in strokes gained total, ninth in strokes gained around the green. And that 65% uh, percentage fairway hit is real good. And he's just been playing really well of late. So I'm going to keep riding that through. And as far as, you know, coming to a tournament where he's even feeling comfortable, I don't feel like him really falling off. So I like that matchup there. And for a top 30, I like Chris Kirk as well for plus 125. Lot, love it. A lot of information. We'll get everything podcasted at foxphlgambler.com. As I already said, be sure to follow Chris Azushin at Chris E. Bomb. Looking forward to next Friday. Before we get out of here, though, any final thoughts? Anything that you want to hit us up with as far as the Valero Texas Open is concerned, Chris? 
Uh, well, watch out for the wind. I think that's going to be a big issue. We saw that last week uh, in Texas. It seems like the winds have been picking up for the most part. So if you're looking for that first-round leader, uh, three of the four guys I gave you are going to be in the afternoon. So I think those will be very good spots for them. They were guys I originally liked. And now that I checked the tee times, they're actually in the 1, 2 o'clock uh, Texas times. So that's really good to avoid that kind of win there. And if you're looking at other golfers as well, if you want to kind of dig deep into the stats, uh, approach shots from 150 to 175 is the highest percentage of approach shots when it comes to this uh, golf course. So if you're looking for golfers that do really well in that, that category, I think that's a good starting point as well. But if you want to look for some winners, uh, I like see who can 35 to one, Chris Kirk, 45 to one, and Brandon Steele, 41 and a half to one. I'm pretty much just looking for a higher, uh, a higher odds golfer here because this is, uh, this is pretty much a warm up for the big guys. And I don't think they're going to really try and win this for the most part. Uh, there's other guys that think are going to be hungrier for this. So that's what I'm looking for. Love it. Nobody better breaking down. Or I said pucks and sticks. No, that's hockey. Nobody <laughs> better breaking down all things PGA Tour than Chris Exution. Chris, always a pleasure to connect with you on Wednesdays. We will still do next Wednesday. Of course, give a little preview to the Masters. Maybe we do a full hour. We'll have to see what we got there. But Friday, I look forward to getting you back in studio. It's been a long time. Looking forward to talking so much more with you than just golf. But I know we're going to knock that out of the park next Friday. But always a pleasure, Chris. Best of luck on your play and we'll connect uh, next week, my friend. All right, sounds good. Let's go make that money. There he is, Chris Exution. Rising and firing here on a Wednesday.